0: Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode.
1: Hi, everybody out there in TV land. Hello. Uh, well, in Facebook and uh, YouTube, etc. cetera, <laughs> land. Um, we're back. CLCI, uh, CLCI Live is back. Yay. Ooh. Everybody's here. Woohoo! Um, And as you can see, today's topic is coaches, have you failed? Um, What I'm going to do is turn it over to Jerome right now, and we'll let Jerome get some folks introduced and uh, get going, and I'm going to, I'll be right back.
2: Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Um, I think you know most of us here, but we do have a couple special guests here that I want to give a second to so that they can go ahead and introduce themselves. Nicole, if you would, go ahead and just introduce yourself for a second.
3: I mean, I'm Nicole. You said that <laughs> part. Um, I'm located in Maryland, and um, I'm a life coach. Got a couple mm-hmm. kids under my belts. I'm also a portrait photographer.
2: Mm-hmm. All And now next up, special guest, Jerry.
4: Hello, everybody. I'm Jerry Crowder. I am a life coach uh, just completed my level two training a career federal civilian and looking forward to stepping out on coaching full-time i have two adult daughters and four amazing grandchildren thanks
5: nice welcome both of you congratulations thank you and you you. know what i think
2: Dan would be considered a special guest because he's not here all that often, but we will make sure that changes this year. So we'll see a lot more of Dan, but we'll give him a sec to introduce himself.
6: Hi, uh, Yes, I will be here more often because my Tuesday client has now moved to another day. So it, it works perfectly. Uh, hi, I'm Dan Alex. I'm the lead facilitator trainer with Certified Life Coach Institute. And when I'm not teaching, I coach dead people. <laughs>
7: goes straight to the graveyard. By the way, I I love that. Uh Yeah, I love
1: that. Um, So, to get started, uh, our topic today is coaches have failed. Um, Now, I know that um, uh, you guys may, and Nicole, you may not at this point feel like failures, and we're not here to make you feel like you are. Oh, we're excited. Let's do it. it. But um, there's a lot of issues with regard to coaches when they get started getting out there and and sort of ripping off the Band-Aid and getting going and getting going with their businesses. Um, so in this space, uh, do you guys have any, any, any thoughts, anything uh, we could help you with even as well?
3: Do you wanna go first or do you want me to go? Uh, for me, it's mostly around finding the balance with the amount of people I have in following with social media and um trying to now convert that into making these people clients without it also coming off like I just turned all my platforms into a daily commercial and then losing followers because now I'm a commercial so it's like also giving them good information and showing up for them in that space that i've created but at the same time trying to show up for myself and my business and convert clients
4: i I have to say i i certainly um follow that nicole i have a couple of concerns in the same vein my biggest concern is finding the time uh, while i continue to work full time and then find time to uh see my clients and get those hours in. I'm excited to get credentialed. Um, I've set a goal for myself and I definitely need to make sure that I stay on top of my tasks, that I know what those tasks are, and that I look at those timelines every single day to make sure that I've done something toward launching my business. Um, But then really what I need is just a really good dose of motivation and um responsibility
7: so i've got a question maybe for the both of you um what do you guys do when you you just don't have that motivation or energy i mean you might have like you know things to do during the day and then you wake up and you're just like "Eh, i don't feel like it um do you guys just take the day off or do you guys have like methods or techniques um personally to like sort of get yourselves going
3: so for me i know that sunday and and monday are my like i have more time to myself days and so i don't let myself make any excuses on sundays and mondays so like i know one of those two days no matter what kind of mood i'm in i'm going to make content that'll make me through the whole week So I'll make seven videos, I'll save them in my drafts, and then I have content for every day of the week. So when I do have a day where I don't feel like showing up on camera, I can at least post something and then um, work behind the scenes.
4: And so I um, look at it as if this is my job, then I'm going to do it. It's like waking up and not wanting to go to my full-time job. I really don't have that choice and so this is even more important than that because this is for me it's something that i've wanted to do for a very long time and i will absolutely be successful at it but i have to do the work and so i don't really need any extrinsic motivation other than to realize that it's a job i gotta do
6: okay Mm -hmm. what's popping up for me right here potentially for both of you is concept, particularly on social media, um, that Gary Vee put out probably two years ago. Um, and the whole thing, none of us go to social media to be sold, we go to social media mm-hmm. to build connections and get information, even if it's disinformation, but that's something else entirely. Um, that his his idea he brings a boxing concept in of jab, 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 right hook, that go to use your social media to create awareness. And so the jab is a set, is a setup punch in boxing you're you're kind of testing your opponent testing your opponent and you come in for the knockout so the jab is giving information being a service giving information being of service and then you come in with the hey i got a new program going come by from me so i think it's about a 1 to 14 ratio be of service be of service develop relationships and then throw out the idea Hey, I've got an opening in my schedule. Who wants it without it being the hard sell of what can we do to get you into that coaching today?
7: I'm also a little worried that that's the metaphor where we think of our potential clients as punching them in the face.
6: (laughs) In the gut, in the gut. In the gut,
7: in the face.
1: I think, too, though, it's um, the day of the hard sale. Uh, we've, we've all wised up to that. I think that, that uh-huh. that's a technique that, while it still exists, most people are very sort of keyed in to that. Like, the moment we hear that or feel that, we get the the skin crawlies, right? <laughs> like, um, It just does not feel natural or the, like a space we want to be in. So I think, Dan's, uh, to Dan's point, it's very, very, that is that is a good you, what we're doing right now, if we're just going to, you know, be honest, we're, right now we're giving information. We do this in an effort to see how we can help our our alumni, our coaches, and those who want to be coaches. Is this used as a way for us to market? Absolutely it is. But we do it um, from a space of how can we help and how can we serve? And I think that that, um that in itself, um, coupled with some other techniques, that knowledge of what works, what doesn't, um, and things like that, uh, can work greatly to your benefit, especially for you, Nicole, being in that space of not wanting to, to be that, that salesman at people. I do think, though, one thing you've just got to accept and move on is no matter what you're doing, you have to ask. You have to at hmm. some point say, hey, guys, uh, I'm coaching now. Come on over.
6: <laughs> um. in those awareness posts the the sharing posts how do you how can you create that experience for your potential clients where they want to work with you and they come to say Nicole Jerry I've seen everything you're doing and I want to be on that boat with you I want to be there on this journey please come on board um, rather than a hey why Come on over here, make them, make them come to you and want it.
1: For, for just to test the audience here, you guys and everybody. And also those of you watching, we are monitoring chats, we are monitoring comments. So if you want to share, if you have input, please feel free to share with us. We want to hear from you. We really do. Um, also too, can you guys think of a moment when you just had that, like I am being sold to, and this is gross. Uh, um, And would you be willing to share (laughs) you don't have to say the names we don't have to get specific but what that experience is what that was like and and sort of as a a way a tool to say maybe
3: this is not the approach (laughs) Yeah, I mean I had one as a coach like someone reach out to me that um, was like oh we've seen what you do and we've like seen your content and we wanted to put you in our um, system for like top therapist and coaches in the DC area and like all this stuff and of course like me being new at it but a content creator for a couple years I was like sure that sounds great and then um, he's like yeah I just want to interview you and then we'd have that interview um, on our YouTube channel and stuff and I was like okay cool and then it was like and this is what it costs and I was like so you want me to buy buy you to say that this is who I and I was like that was phony like it just really upset me because Mm -hmm. it was such a scam kind of a situation and so I I don't know I think if it was approached differently I probably even would have considered the media Mm. aspect of it but because it was sold to me as like we found you and think you're awesome and then I got excited and then it was like no just kidding we just want your money
1: yeah that i mean that's that's that authenticity piece right yeah, that's yeah. that uh coming forward with that authentic foot and 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 presenting yourself authentically and and that they buried the lead there they 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 sort of played on your emotions right got you mm-hmm. excited which then which then that's i mean so much so much more is the fall right <laughs> when you find out that they want the money uh, your money and it's like oh god well, you got me excited and i felt good <laughs> and, uh... you know
7: they could have at least offered like a partnership deal like oh we'll track like how many people come to you and we'll get this percentage of the sales that would seem mm-hmm. a little more reasonable they're just pretty much asking hey give me money and i'll advertise for you and yeah. i'll just throw your name out there but you know
1: not always. We intended to go, but down this road. But but going down it, this is something that's very common with with coaches, especially coaches starting out. Uh, folks like Jerry and uh, uh, or Jury, sorry, apologies. No worries. And um, Nicole is that when they begin, I think that there's a lot of people out there that know it's it's a lot of people who want to help people that are scared about where to start and. Um, what comes in is Dan has a great article about this. Is is folks who just are looking to take advantage and um,
0: mm.
1: having to monitor or and, and walk through those areas can be kind of difficult. Um, uh, Jury, with regards to you and you getting started, I know you said that you um you you said were you in
4: a federal space? Is that what? I am? Uh uh-huh. I currently am. With two more uh, years to go.
1: Okay. Okay. So you're going to be doing the transition. Uh, from one to the other is
4: what I'm hearing. Is I am. Absolutely. And so I've set my timelines and my goals to certainly be credentialed by the time I retire um, in two years and uh, hopefully, well, no, no, not hopefully, um, beyond that. I will be beyond that. But I do plan on starting the business and uh, not certainly not having as many clients as I would like um, for the business. But I think just starting and building that that business and more importantly than the business, I think my um, self-esteem, right? My, my motivation, my encouragement and myself to know that I can do this so that by the time I retire, I can certainly launch bigger.
7: I don't know if we asked this as well earlier, but um, for Jury and Nicole, uh, who do you guys coach and what what do you offer?
3: So I work with 98% women um, mostly around self-love, self-value, um, getting motivated. Most of my clients are mothers, um, that kind of just feel like they've lost themselves in motherhood and are trying to get a sense of who they are again.
4: What oh, was that's second am- part of that's that question? Amazing. I plan to focus on leadership counseling. That's what I've, I'm um, sorry, leadership coaching. Uh, what I've been doing for the last 20 years for sure is mentorship and leadership. Um, but I want to do that with an aspect of wellness. And when I say wellness, I mean holistically, from the inside out, Mm -hmm. Um, from a perspective of if you take care of yourself top to bottom, then you would be surprised how much better you will be able to lead and how those solution sets will come to you easier with a clear mind and some assistance in helping you solve any of those leadership difficulties.
1: Um, I, I love kind of, by yeah. the way, love your niches, both of them. Um I love that they're specific as well. <laughs> um I was just thinking, I was waiting for Dan to uh to come in on that one because uh with the, the the concept of being a whole whole human being is something I know that that Dan is uh very passionate about. Um uh and and so in full agreement there, actually for both of you. Um again, the amazing thing is when we get narrowed down that with those niches and figure it out, um, we really start to figure out how we can help people Um, uh, within that space. And and within what you guys are doing, um,
3: what are your first steps?
1: What are your plans?
3: Um, So marketing wise, you mean like to find the clients? Within the realm uh, of coaching. (laughs) I did did hire a business coach. Um, I did take that step also just because as a coach, I feel like I want to, live how I preach it. And so I wanted to have that experience with a business coach as well. Um, and I have like, so I have, I have a lot of stuff. Like I have a podcast, I have, um, like 300,000 followers on TikTok. I have like 37,000 followers on YouTube. So like I have these platforms and then, um, I published a a self-love journal guided journal. So my marketing stuff has been like mostly just on TikTok because that's where my biggest platform is. So I create a theme of the week and I do a video, like a tip day and then one call to action. And then like just posts that are relatable to that, to my audience and then around that topic. So anger, feeling like trapped in motherhood, losing yourself, um, you know, just whatever it is for the week.
1: And what, um, earlier when we spoke and you had said your biggest concern is not wanting to do the salesy thing, right? Not wanting yeah. to do that going into. So, so how can we best help you with that in, and in this space?
3: Well, when, um, one of you said, one of you said something about the one, one out of every 14, I think, right? Yeah. Okay. So Um, That was helpful because I'm feeling like it's too much right now. Like I'm doing one call to action a week. So like every Monday is a call to action and um, I'm trying to do it very just strategic where it's like I share a personal story about like why I became a coach and like how I resonate. And if this resonates with you, then you can book a call with me and the link is in the bio. So I do it in a way that's like sincere, um, but Also, I feel like maybe once a week is too frequent for me. Like, I just feel like sometimes they only see one of your videos a week because of the way the algorithm is. And I'm like, is this too much or not enough? You know, it's like finding that balance.
6: Can I offer an idea of maybe shifting that call to action? Mm -hmm. And it shifts to exactly what Brooke said. It's not a, if you need service, go to the link. It's how can I help you? Okay. Make it invitational.
3: Yeah. I like that. I, cause I, my,
1: the marketer in me says, um, every single post should have a call to action. Every uh-huh. single one. Um, yep. uh, but there are different levels of, you know, aggression within the call uh-huh. to action. Or, um, uh, it's also too, sometimes the call to actions can be like Dan said, how can I help you more of this space of your it's inviting. Um, and it's inviting that interaction. It's inviting that um, that that conversation to start, and what you'll find, really, I think, is as you're doing this in your social media, you're not gonna you're gonna get less conversions from the contact me directly, you know, this kind of thing. What will happen is when you start to have conversations with people. Um, so when you invite that that conversation to open up, that's where it'll start to happen more naturally, um, and and it'll be a, a space of you hearing and you listening, and then and then you saying, "I offer services to help help with this um, kind of thing. Um, also, too, you can build out secondary calls to action um, based around. So if you post a TikTok video, maybe there's a tool or a technique that is on your website that will get them to you that will help them then explore. And you're not hitting them over the head with it, right? but it's it's a way to get them to move from the TikTok platform down the funnel to your website and to you and closer to you although TikTok's a direct route as well um uh just depends on how you want to work your funnel as well
3: yeah i think that because i've only i've been doing the call to actions for the last three weeks and um i've been using the same thing so you're making me feel also like i should just mix it up i just know that it takes a little bit of time to see the results and like I'm watching my beacons account to see like okay I posted this video on Monday how many people clicked on my links how many like I think that first week 45 people clicked on the website three actually booked a call um you know so it's, it's not so bad like, actually that's, that's a uh-huh. pretty decent <laughs> that, that was a good week for me and uh-huh. i that got me real excited but then out of those three no one has actually signed up for services and um the other clients I have are mostly from TikTok, but before I started doing all actions, so like I did a video where I like mentioned, somebody else made a video about their self-esteem and I like stitched it, if you know what that is. And then I said, like, as a life coach, like, here's what I would offer you. Like, this is the advice I would say to you and talk to you about this. And then people were like, I didn't realize you were a life coach and then scheduled a call with me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I just need to, it sounds like I need to mix up instead of saying book a call on all of them. I do have like the first eight pages of my love journal is like a PDF if you join my mailing list. So like I can do that as a call to action versus just saying book a call with me. There's also like free phone screen savers that are motivational, like silly little things on the website. So, okay. Yeah. Dan. Dan.
6: have a question there too. I just heard mailing list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How are you mining the mailing list? Because those are warm leads already. They've dropped into the funnel.
3: Mm -hmm. So what are you doing there rather than... Okay.
6: Okay. Um,
3: I have 25 people on my mailing list um, since I've started it this month. So I think it's pretty good for like it all being genuine people going and signing up. But um, it's I think it's because I did the free couple pages of the journal i think Mm -hmm. that that was a smart move to have some kind of like you get a free download immediately if you sign up for my mailing list
6: send a message out thanking them all for signing up and then asking hey i'm putting this special thing together introductory package whatever you want to call it it's for you come on in
1: what you'll find too is is the mailing list and this is tried and true No every kind of marketing that exists out there and there's a ton of it Uh, No matter what people have come up with, mailing list is the highest level of conversion. It is just, it is uh, exponentially, you are exponentially more likely to convert people from your mailing, your email lists than you are from anywhere else out there. Um, That is just the case. I, I would say maybe secondary to that would be paid advertising, but even then it's usually going through uh, uh, to a mailing list kind of situation and that's because when you've gotten that invitation and somebody said ah, we are," we I'm now allowing you into my mailing list um, and, and this is okay there that shows you how open they are to you and 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 hearing more about your services um so th- that is a it is it's a gold mine um I noticed too that we had a comment that um, I would love to connect with uh jury I believe uh, that uh, you have you have fans already.
4: <laughs> Say that last part again.
1: Oh, so did you, it said, I would love to connect with Jury. I believe we would benefit mutually from a conversation. Um, uh, he, I also work in the federal workspace, although my coaching business is not.
4: A- absolutely. You are welcome to reach out to me at Juri Crowder at Gmail.
1: Oh,
7: so when it. the blog is written for all this, I'm going to plug all of your guys' stuff, link to all your guys' stuff if I can get it uh i found your tick tock as well nicole <laughs> i'll look at that later
3: um enjoy it's i'm all over the place
7: <laughs> yeah but um i guess the same question to jury as well yeah. what are your first steps and how are you sort of tr- transitioning
4: what does that process look like so i'm just going to sit here and um listen to nicole <laughs> <No. She> definitely <laughs> is just leaps and pounds i'm so impressed by that I'm just getting started. And so I worked with a consultant um, called Do The Work. And within 10 days, I had my business plan laid out. um, My LLC applied for my BBA named. I think those names were the hardest part um, as well as building a website and then just listing all the steps I need to take to move forward. Uh, I am looking at Uh, just different ways to really just put my name out there um, without having a conflict with my present job. I do a lot of mentorship um, that is really coaching. And so um, I mentor a lot of people who um, will want to continue, which is great. um, But of course I I need that, you know, those 90 paid coaching sessions. And so I think we'll be able to work something out. Um, So I don't think I'm going to have a problem finding clients who are willing to be coached um, at this juncture, at at this part of it. I I do want to go beyond federal service um, and because leadership and wellness, that's about everything, right? We are all leaders. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions. People hear leadership and they think in charge of an organization, and that's not the case. Um, Parents are leaders. Childcare providers are leaders, we are all leaders. And all of us can benefit from that wellness piece. And so I am really wanting my platform to go larger than just the um, textbook definition we think of leadership.
1: So um, uh, what what are your fears in that space um, more specifically?
4: Time, time really Brooke, that's my biggest fear. Um, I, I work a lot of hours in one week and there are not a lot of le- a lot of hours left, certainly at the end of the work week. And, um, you know, I don't know how many hours I want to put in on the weekends. Um, so I'm going to have to figure that out. That is my absolute biggest concern right now.
1: What can you uh, do to alleviate
4: that concern? I, I think I'm just going to stop sleeping. <laughs> and then just be, <laughs> just be available to myself 24/7. Um, really, at this at this point, I have started setting my calendars, um, looking at where I can carve in that space um, around business trips, around long days, and this doesn't feel like work for me. And so that that's the biggest difference, you know. At, at the end of my 10, 11, 12-hour day, I'm exhausted until it comes to have an opportunity to do this. And then it doesn't really matter how long I've worked, Brooke. I can work literally a 12, 14-hour day. Somebody needs mentorship, and I'm there for them at eight or nine o'clock. And now the difference will be I will have an opportunity to schedule those, as well as carve out some time on the weekends to do that.
1: So, so as you're sharing, what I'm hearing uh, is is uh, well, I've carved, I can carve out time. I uh, love doing this, even if I've worked out a if you've worked a 14-hour day. This is a passion. Um, uh, so in all of that space, I'm not hearing where the concern is coming from.
4: I don't know that I have a real concern. Um, I really don't. Um, I know that if if I can make time to get up in the mornings to work out before going to work, um, and, and I don't want to do that, um, I can certainly make time for something that I do want to do. Applauding so you there. really, I'm sorry, <laughs> say that again, Brooke?
1: i said applauding you there huge applause oh, thank you thank you <laughs> and, and so
4: i i really um at this point don't have concerns or maybe i'm just too much in the um honeymoon phase to really realize what those concerns are
1: dan i'm turning to you in this moment i feel like mm-hmm. i feel like you have something
6: <laughs> yeah it's floating right below the surface right now mm-hmm. um passion is there the focus is there there's the it's funny I just had this conversation with somebody (laughs) earlier this afternoon around finding time or making time Mm. because we don't make time it's there it's choosing the time already exists so to say and this kind of becomes a gut check question in some ways. To say yes to this, what do you need to say no to? Or to say yes to some compartment of time that builds you forward, what do you start to need to say no to?
4: I will say no to um, l- l- vegging, really. Um, Dan, what I, what I do oftentimes is I come home and I sit in silence and I don't do anything. I don't watch TV, um, I don't read, I, I do nothing for about two hours every night. I just sit in the silence. And I will start filling up those silent hours with this passion that is driving me, at least for now.
1: I love uh, hearing the I wills, that mm-hmm. I hope to I wills. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, I didn't mean to interrupt.
4: We learned that. We learned that this weekend, <laughs> didn't
6: we? Good Dan? students, good students. Um, <laughs> There's something else i'm sensing here in the space in this this particular segment of the conversation there's the shift from the two hours of vegging into the two hours of intention and i'm also sensing that it's not like an a to b that there's a both and here and what what do you need to retain from that two hours of vegging that also recharges you to move you forward when you're when you're using the time differently
4: right i i um Definitely have an intention to veg, right? For the first hour that I get off of my computer all day, um, and after literally six to twelve Zoom meetings a day, the last thing I ever want to do um, when I when I get home is talk <laughs> to anybody, let, let alone a Zoom. Um, but again, if somebody says, "Oh, jury, I need to talk about something." I'm there and I forget that I'm tired and that I, I am energized from that. So I really don't think I'll be giving up anything except to take the time that I need to really wind down at the end of my day. And I will definitely do that. I won't leave work and go into a coaching session. I will have that time. Um, and I right now I think it's an hour, but I, I'm not sure. I will have to play with that. Um, you know, and as far as when I heard Brooks say, well, it doesn't sound like you have any fears. I have a lot of fears about um, the coaching aspect of it, but as far as launching the business, I'm telling you that that consultant um, just really was worth every single penny because I wouldn't be here without that direction. And level one, they started talking about the business and I, I'm i sure everybody heard my heartbeat on the Zoom. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know any of this. I haven't thought about this part. And so, you know, between level one and level two, when I took them back to back, here I am, I am, I'm ready.
1: Um, I, First and foremost I just want to acknowledge that I'm ready that's awesome that is not failing to launch that is I'm ready <laughs> um, uh, that is amazing um, Second I want you to share that that uh, please with our folks with with our alumni with people that consultant that you use please because uh, always the more tools we can give the better um, and then, Third, I want to point out uh, um, an unexpected side effect of coaching that is often not shared with people. That was kind of touched on in <laughs> in this, um, and I've noticed it as well myself. Is this um, when I can go into a coaching session and I can have, be having the worst day
3: beforehand,
1: <laughs> or I can, and I get in there and it's it's amazing how when I come out of it. I'm like a whole different person. It's, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it can be the best uh, selfishly. Now, this is completely selfish, uh, but attitude adjuster, um, <laughs> um, uh, perspective giver. Uh, it's just the unexpected side of side effect of being a coach is that it can help so much with you personally, uh, just with if it's just a matter of, of pushing out your own issues and being able to focus on something else, it makes everything when you come back into real life seem like not such a big deal. <laughs> so, uh,
7: I don't giving my scent two cents as a new coach. And I don't know, Jerome, if you feel the same way, but uh, going into that coaching session, you know, it's in, it's usually blocked in the middle of my work day too. And it's mostly thinking about what, what do I have to do? 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 And before that coaching session hits, it's, it seems like that coaching session is another, oh, that's another thing I got to do today. But once I'm in the session, mm-hmm. then it's just like, oh, I don't have to think about what I have to do anymore. I'm talking to someone else and working with them. Um, and it completely is just like is a reset switch for my brain. Um, that's my personal feelings on that. Um, Jerome, I know you've also been doing some coaching as well. Yeah, I would
2: agree. Yeah. Um as a relatively new active coach, um, it feels as though time kind of just stops. And in that moment, the only thing that matters is you and your client. And uh, it's really, as Brooke is mentioning, it's a therapeutic moment. Um, Stepping out of that session, it does make everything that may have happened that day kind of seem a a bit more minuscule, because uh, again, that's just one real interaction um, that you're there and listening for an hour straight. And everything kind of just seems to, for me, come to a pause. And you, your thoughts kind of, you have a moment to collect those thoughts in that moment as well. And um, that interaction is just beautiful.
1: And uh, so that was touched on, Drew. Um, now, Dan, you are the, probably the most, you or Lisa are the most seasoned coaches on this panel for sure. Does that still happen?
6: <laughs> when I looked at my calendar today. Go ahead, Lisa. Go ahead.
5: I would say absolutely. Absolutely. I'm working with some people and I'm looking forward to getting there. I know like we've all talked about, we've got work, we're doing this, we're doing that. And then we pause for a moment and like, it's coaching. It's still (laughs) exciting. It's still fun. Um, It's still in the moment you, it's. I mean, that's our passion, our passion for connecting with other people, and finding the space where they're finding their growth or whatever it is they're working towards. How beautiful is that? How how exciting is to find and be part of that journey? I don't know how it wouldn't be. Anyway, go ahead, Dan.
6: Yeah, when I looked at my calendar today, is I do my best to keep my coaching hours and my interaction hours mm-hmm. to about four to five a day. If I get past five, it, it really can be draining. And looked at my calendar today and I was booked from 8.30 till 7.30 tonight with wow. like small half hour breaks between. Um, I still have two hours to go after we wrap this. Yeah. But looking back on the day, it's like, I feel awesome. <laughs> <This is wonderful. laughs> um, so there was, there's like that initial, I'm looking at it and I, I keep seeing the the boulder of Sisyphus behind Anthony's head.
7: I know. And, in the morning,
6: me. it felt like I was pushing the boulder up there. And today I'm like, it's a pebble. I'm good now. The day's over.
5: <laughs> it's, it's a different kind of tired, you know, from that drudgery mm-hmm. of your day-to-day, nine-to-five kind of everyday kind of work that some of, you know, I think uh, Nicole and, you know, everyone talks about um, in it's a different kind of tired that you get in that space. It's not tired mm-hmm. in the session, right? It's like... Uh, it's, an
7: it's like experience. getting tired after a good workout.
5: Okay, well, I don't like to work out. So I'm gonna <laughs> have, <laughs> that one. But yeah, it would be in that sense that that connection to self, connection to others, connection that um, adrenaline rush that one gets from working out. I would I would assume, <laughs> um, yeah. and that tired you get it's just just because you've been awake so long, not because the work is exhausting. And that's the important piece of recognizing um, when you're coaching, you know, not taking ownership of what the client's going through. So that's the fun side of it, but we still have the business side of it. This business side is what we're talking about. <clears throat> The business side can be daunting when you're an on. now you're an entrepreneur and you're not mm-hmm. used to being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, you're working all the time, <laughs> you are not stopping, you know, cause it's five o'clock, you are extended hours, you are early hours, you are, uh, at some point there is a transition once you get your business launched, but until that happens, there's a lot of work. You know, it just, as I was saying that aloud, I'm thinking, you know, imagine you bought a new house. And before you move into that new house, you got to paint it, you got to replace the Mm -hmm. carpet, you got to, you know, you got to fix the cabinets you got. So there's a lot of to do works. And that's the same thing. So I take it, it's not a new house. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, even in new houses you have to do things. in <laughs> the new houses there are different things that they don't include that now you you know want to include for when you're moving ready. So the idea, the idea is to own entrepreneurship, pull up your bootstraps as that saying goes, and just plug along, do something every single day.. Mm. If you do not, that day that you took a break, that's going to build to another day. You know, I need some more time. I'm just really tired. You just gotta. You've got to keep plugging along until you get to that space where um, you have a little more balance. That you're not building. You have a little more balance. That you've got enough clients. You still continually have to grow, and you still continually have to feed. Called it feed the beast. <laughs> Of marketing, you have to still continue to do that, but it becomes a little less daunting the more time and more effort you do in that front space. It starts to balance out. Anyway, I think
1: there's a, a scale, uh, and Juri, uh, both of you have done this. You've hired a business coach. Juri has hired; uh, she hired a consultant. You both have asked for help as well, Absolutely. which is a, a good thing. Um, one of the things that uh, I always say is. So if you do it all yourself, if you DIY it, expect, think about time and money. So if this is time and money, so if you're doing it yourself, your money's going to be down here. Your time is going to be up here, right? But if you spend money to ask for help, what'll happen is you'll get a little bit more closer together, a little bit usually, as long as you're getting the right help.
4: (laughs) Absolutely, Brooke. And so... I'm, I'm, I thought I was speaking over someone. Sorry. And I am going to have to log off so that I can get ready for a coaching session. Um, but before I go, I cannot put it in the chat. If um, somebody would put this in the chat for me, I'd greatly appreciate it. It's do the work, D U E, the work.com. That is the consultant that I used. Um, and I certainly recommend that you check her out. But also, just exactly what Brooke said, doing, paying a little bit more now can pay such dividends later. And and certainly that is the one thing that I considered. And so thank you very much for this opportunity, Dan and Brooke, I really appreciate it. And I certainly wish all of us luck. Nicole, you are a rock star.
3: No, you are a <laughs> Thank it. you for being here, way, Thank you,
4: thank you so you. much.
3: Beautiful smile.
4: Good to oh, see you thank again. You.
3: Thank you, Brooke. <laughs> it's precious. <laughs> Can I add to the, like, what we're talking about? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, like, talking about, like, putting the work in, that made a lot of sense for me, Lisa, as, like, as far as buying a new house, because I definitely have been struggling with that. I had this false expectation of my business being super successful right away because I have a huge following. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have 300,000 followers. Like, it's not going to be a problem for me to get a couple clients. And it is. like because that that's not who they are. they're they want my free content. They resonate with me, but that doesn't mean they're ready to invest. So I think that was discouraging for me, and then I realized how much work I was actually gonna have to put in. And because we're people that like to be connected to other people, right? Typically as a coach, I think the problem is the behind the scenes work does feel more like work. So we're in this cycle of like trying to stay motivated and do the hard work and then getting discouraged because we're not seeing the results quick and then trying to remind ourselves it takes time and then also try to like push away that like that um, imposter syndrome Of like, well, maybe I'm not good enough. Like, why aren't they hiring me? Maybe I, maybe I thought I was better than I, I actually am. And then, you know, and then it's just this vicious cycle of trying to like self motivate yourself and get that work done. Amazing
1: point you bring up. Like, in the span of a one week work week, right? If we look at the work week, forty hours a week, most coaches are probably not coaching forty those forty hours, all forty. What they're they're coaching a much smaller percentage. And what 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 I guess people don't often realize is they're living for those sessions, right? They're like living through those sessions and getting to those sessions to to uh, get through the rest of their work week, essentially, whatever that may be. Um, and and you bring up a great point: is is that um, even when you have followers, when you have they, they there's a big difference between paying followers and and non-paying followers and so you, you learn that lesson pretty quick um uh, but how do you push yourself how do you um push yourself through those moments those imposter syndrome moments those moments
3: when when you aren't seeing clients and you're scared that they're not going to come through the door um well i guess like for me the big thing is reminding myself that like The reason I decided to do this is because I know I can help people and I know that this is what I was meant to do. And so it doesn't matter if I'm not reaching the right people the right way yet. I'm working on how to figure that out. It's not a reflection of who I am as a coach. It's just a reflection of like me trying to find the right clients because not everybody is going to be the right. And I'm definitely a like words of like love over here so like for me i remember i remind myself of things my clients have said to me you know like i worked with therapists and clients and coaches for years and nobody has ever gotten me to see my side of things as much as you have in a, in a month right like this is what people are telling me and mm-hmm. so i remind myself of that in those moments of like i, I am helping people
6: can we yeah, spin a me- like
7: yeah oh, can, can we
6: spin a good. metaphor yeah, here idea. really quick? Mm-hmm. quick yeah um <laughs> I love the house metaphor that Lisa brought in earlier, so level two, level two toolbox stuff, everybody, the coaching metaphors. Um, let's let's change the metaphor here. There's clients out there who are starving to work with you right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: How do you create like the sampler meal that they can get a sense of what it's like? to be with you in that space that they say, I want the full on seven course meal.
3: So one thing I've been trying to do with that is dedicating one night a a week that I do a live um and that's been hard for me like I, I have three kids and a grandchild that live with me yeah i'm a grandma can you believe it so, so they, it's it's hard to find the time but friday nights mm-hmm. i'm trying to do a live and that gives me that space where they can comment and i can respond and like ask the right questions and i do it in the comment section a lot too um mm-hmm. and that i've started doing that over the last two weeks and i feel like that's helping build that space for sure um, but you know, sometimes you do a live and there's like 10 people in there, but again, I'm trying to stay in the headspace of, I need one of those two ten 10 people to, to resonate with me right now. And that's okay. And maybe it won't be on this live. Maybe it'll be on the next one, but like, you know, you just really need to feel a connection with one of those 10 people. It doesn't matter if it's 10 or 40 or a hundred, I need to stop looking at the number. And that's hard when you have a large account. Right? What if like instead
6: if of... What if instead of putting out information, you invited someone to the live for an experience?
3: Yeah, I've thought about that. And I think I think that whole imposter syndrome is, is stopping me from doing that, for sure, because that feels scary, to because I don't know what to anticipate, which is silly because I'm fine doing coaching calls. Right. Even if it's a first call with the person. So it's not any different. But having an audience around that experience feels like like what if other people don't agree with the way the conversation is going and what if they think it's stupid and like so, i know it's what like, if all those things
1: though
7: remember when I'm, dan was talking about punching our clients in the face or something <laughs> like that that <laughs> is yeah. not what i said
6: that's pretty much what that was I
5: know, I that you <laughs> that's
6: why i wear these big rings right
3: yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> i don't know to stay away from you
6: <laughs> they're, oh, positive, energy. they're <laughs> positive energy they're positive
1: energy what if those things were to happen really ultimately what if they happen assume that they do happen what's, what's worst case scenario
3: I lose a couple followers and? which I do every week anyway like you know because with social media it's like sometimes I'll have a week where I've lost 200 followers and sometimes I'll have a week where I've gained, gained 5,000 it, it, it just it fluctuates like that so, so you
1: lose a couple followers but what's the, what's the other
3: side of that I may have gained a couple clients. You may have gained also 500 different followers too. Yeah.
7: Also, I think you're starting to gain followers in the comments as well. People want to know your IG handle.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Only, only because you guys want to see what to do on yours. No, I just, it's, um, it's well, Instagram is not very big for me. Um, but it's the Hennessy's house with like. Like plural, like the Hennessy's, because Hennessy is my last name, house. Mm-hmm. And it's Nicole Hennessy, and then the number two on TikTok.
7: So there you go. We got two people. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, but
7: because, I, do, I am know. entertaining,
3: I think. So there's
1: that. <laughs> that. That we sort of glossed over in that moment where she mm-hmm. said, worst case scenario, she loses a couple of the followers. Best case scenario, not even best other end of the spectrum i think that there's probably even better things that we're not inclu- considering right now but she said i gained a couple clients and so what's the value of a couple clients uh, versus the value of a couple followers
3: yeah obviously the value of the clients is better because that's the ultimate goal here too right is creating a, like my thing with the social media is like creating a space where people don't feel judged where they feel safe where they feel like they're getting valuable information and I'm motivating people to better themselves and in the same side of that is hoping that some of them will decide they want to do some deeper digging and deeper work and they'll hire me as a coach so I'm touching people irregardless and that feels good for me on a personal level, right? Like the work I want to do. And then obviously on a financial and building a business level, I want those clients. So I think that, um, yeah, I think I just need to do it, I guess.
6: And so, in the grand so- scheme, you just gained a couple of followers. So if you lose a couple you're net, net. <laughs> There you
1: mm-hmm. go. Well, and, and, and on a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to, uh, to, to doing some of videos like this?
3: curious very committed i mean that's like that's the biggest thing that's why i decided to invest in a business coach is i was like this this is what i want this is what i want to do and um that obviously does mean kind of switching over what my content is and um I, I've decided that I, I have to be okay with that and I'm gonna have to let go of followers. So I've already accepted that part of it, but I guess I didn't accept it on the live aspect. Because that just feels a little more vulnerable. I can't edit, you know. But this is live, but I'm doing this. Hey guys. Yep. So <laughs> So it's not so bad. It's not so bad,
1: yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well and the thing the one thing to consider too with live, people are far more forgiving. They're so much more forgiving, especially uh in in this space i think on TikTok they're pretty forgiving forgiving anyways but um uh here in this space they're very they're with the live the expectation is definitely not as as high as it would be if with produced content um uh, if they're
7: not forgiving we'll report them or something
1: yeah (laughs) the one thing i do want to mention because i know we're running out of time is is you brought up a great point too about how you repeat to yourself the the things that clients have said to you are good things those those moments those um those those mem- you know that to motivate you to push you through to keep you going right and i think that that is a, just a nugget of of kind of very wonderful um wisdom or or thing and it, it brought me to you said you have a journal the, uh, the concept of doing sort of like a reminder journal like this is something you can look at or, or vision board or that, that has those notes. Uh, if, if for the people who are visual for people who are whatever you need to remind yourself in those moments um, and, and have that resonate with you to push you through those harder times those, those those times when it's grueling and and you'd feel like clients are coming through the door. Um, I thought that that was brilliant that you repeat to yourself, I know I can help people. I, cause there are people out there that, that I think coaches, which we'll have to tackle a different day that, that the imposter syndrome sometimes helps makes them forget that they
3: can in fact help others. So, um, I also keep sticking notes on my computer with affirmations like that are personalized to like what I need to remind myself of, I think tool too. Uh, well,
1: Dan, I would like to, how Dan put it too. There's somebody out there. What was exact words that is
5: um, starving,
1: starving, starving to work with you. Starving to, they're dying. Yeah. <laughs> Dan works with die, die, dead people because they're <laughs> dying <laughs> to work with them. <laughs> um, uh, and and that's something to remember. It's just that you haven't found them yet, and you got to figure out how to find them, how to get to them, how to tap in there. Um, Final
2: thoughts, guys. I want to say just because we kind of touched on it just a second. uh, That reminder is really important. I think um, one of my clients actually that I'm coaching with at the moment, that's something that she came up with was um, just a phrase because sometimes she finds herself kind of getting a little too inside of her head at moments prior to actually beginning a task. also working on failure to launch, um, starting her business. So, uh, she just reminds herself, uh, just do the darn thing is what her, her phrase is. So whenever she finds herself stuck, that's kind of what she finds herself, uh, saying out loud. And I'm excited to check in with her and see how that's going for her, but that's what she conjured up. So that reminder, very important. Uh-huh. Um,
3: I guess Anyone my only final thing would be is reminding myself that if I, um, you know, I'm only going to fail if I quit trying. So I have to keep pushing and trying things on. And the second I stop doing that, is the second I actually fail.
7: I guess my final final thoughts would be as well. Um, this is kind of spurred by previous sessions I've had as a coach as well. But the general trends that I'm seeing with new coaches own start owning that you're a coach now, because when you say Oh, I'm going to be a coach or I will be a coach. It makes it very easy for you to not even start. But if you start owning the fact that you are a coach, you've taken the classes, you are doing this right now, then it begins to put you in the mindset oh, crap, I got to start doing stuff now. Then I'm a coach. Let's, you know, get this uh, ball rolling. Not this one, but
6: (laughs) the
2: ball rolling dan i know you put something up similar to kind of what anthony is speaking about recent over the the weekend yep
6: yeah it's getting into that space of imagining the successful you (laughs) and what they'd be doing and where they are in that moment and the the meme i put out on friday or saturday was be the person who's already done it and you will be the person who does it that the doing that doing of the darn thing we can do do moving forward from the space of sometimes the limitation the imposter and it brings that energy into the doing but if we do take our actions from the success and bring that back of what would that successful person be doing right now Mm -hmm. how would they handle the time and space and what would be the actions that they'd be taking it's going to go that much faster
1: it's there's a phrase that um, I've I've subscribed or ascribed to for a long time, um, and it's be the change you want to see in the world. Um, it's very be the change that you want to see in the world. Well, be the change that you want to see in yourself. Um, it's sort of uh, what what I am now leaning <laughs> from this conversation,
5: Lisa. So I'm I'm tapping into the. Uh, word choices of imposter, that imposter syndrome. Use that to empower you. Word choices, thought concepts, those kinds of things. We have a tendency to let it be the power that prevents us from going forward. Use those terms, those ideas to propel you forward. Not to propel you in imposter, but to allow you to go, yeah, and. And do the and piece of all of that. Yeah, and I am a coach. I've been trained. Yes, and keep the dialogue, the, I, I guess, Nicole, you said positive affirmations earlier. Keep that in that place where you're taking ownership and letting it uh, prompt you to move forward versus fall down and not get up.
1: Nick wanted to say hi. Nick wanted to say I know. hi hi nick hi nick uh i did we I, well we're gonna wrap it up right now we got everybody um dan uh thank you so much for being here nicole thank you so much for being here and thank um oh, yeah uh i'm gonna check out your TikTok for sure <laughs> um and, like, if she shakes her head
5: she's
1: like oh god don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um I think uh, there's a metaphor coming uh, that has been, has been kind of brewing as we're talking about this. Uh, when we're talking about doing and being and all these things, one of the—if you take something as simple as, as getting dressed during the day, right? We know how to put on a shirt and how. And there might be days where we can't find something we want to wear. There might be days where, but at the end of the day, we're going to reach in there and we're going to grab something. We're going to put it on and we're going to start our day. Um, it's it's so such a simple metaphor, but you can apply it to to business and marketing and your your coaching business is you have a whole wardrobe of tools and things that you can use. And and, and it's just a matter of, of picking one out, putting it on and trying it out for the day and just getting going, getting going, getting it out there, putting it on and using it. Um, uh, but but don't overthink it too much. It's just clothes. <laughs> um, I work
7: from home, so I just work nude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Now we all know you don't have
3: P-M-I. pants on. <laughs> yeah, now, now
1: everybody thinks he's got no pants on. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't
7: stand up. <laughs> this is just a green screen right here.
1: <laughs> um, but thank you to everybody out there watching. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for this wonderful discussion. Um, Next week, I believe, let me just check really quick. Our topic next week is actually going to be a similar and a close Mm -hmm. and similar vein. It's going to be about making the transition from your day-to-day life, your day-to-day job that, that into coaching and how to, how to sort of do that. And and we're going to get into some of the, the, the tools with how to do that. Um, And then the following week, we're going to talk a little bit about niching as well. Um, So uh, join us next week for all of that good stuff. And if you like the video, make sure you share, like comment, all of that, uh, and check out Certified Life Coach Institute. And that's all. Did I forget anything, Jerome?
6: I, that was perfect. No, well, guys, class too. What about certifying coaches in three days? Yeah. Oh,
1: we do that. You, that too. <laughs>
6: you too
7: could learn from Dan or Lisa.
1: <laughs> not the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
7: we're not but <laughs> you could.
1: Alrighty, that's all I think. You wanna sign off? See you else?
2: guys next week. Yep, see you guys next week, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard. Hey
0: everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock PM Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at CertifiedLifeCoachInstitute.com.